0: Loading Nerd Trek Program. Listen when ready. Hit the button.
1: I think I just pulled a muscle. <laughs> Stretching too far. I did stretch too far. I'm old.
0: The button. Uh, so can I can uh, I catch
1: a plane tomorrow and we can just run this last weekend back? Oof. <laughs> just run it back again. <laughs> I don't know if I have the, the energy for that. Dude, I'd find it. <laughs> you just like. To
0: do that again. Oof, oof, <sighs> oof.
2: I know. Let me put a just dis, a disclaimer out there to all of our listeners. We are recording this post-Vegas, uh We're the 560 mission. So w- th- this might be a little low energy for some of us. <laughs> low energy? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, but welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jeff. I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David.
0: Hey guys.
2: So you guys had a good weekend?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah it, this is low energy depression
2: it is um, yeah. but
0: yes i enjoyed the weekend very much
2: good i'm glad yeah if if anyone listening can ever go to the to the the vegas con go or any such a con uh it is definitely worth it cool yeah cool yeah this is low energy <laughs> this is terrible all right um let's just fucking dive in then
1: uh, i gotta fight through this
2: you gotta fight through okay uh, all right we're on ds9 let's go uh we're on um, season one episode two past prologue original air date January 10th 1993 um basically um it's an ex um, a Bajoran freedom fighter but he's part of like some like splinter group that does like even more extremist. Whatever, yeah, whatever stuff um so kind of puts kira in a position to like what side she's going to take and if you know what they're up to and there's Cardassians involved and the duras sisters um and let's kind of rewind back there just for kind of con- continuity's sake so this is obviously takes place before generations and before the duras sisters are in but this is what season <laughs> five of before they get blowed up TNG, yeah so there's still a lot so yeah that's because we're watching it out of order um yeah but i i i enjoyed this one um i like that they're planting seeds already of kind of these smaller like b plot c plot d plot but they're not just for the episode that's going to carry through the season and then through the series yeah so i like that and this is yeah. garrick's first episode you get to meet yes. garrick i love garrick already like i know he's like he has a huge fan base but i i already love him
1: <laughs>
2: yeah David, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: Um, <laughs> the pilot was very strong. I felt like these were a little bit weaker, but I do get kind of the sense of what we're getting into mm-hmm. a little bit better. You know, the the feel is definitely different. They've got the space station vibe down, which is kind of nice, because I was like, okay, don't just do the same stuff you do on a starship on a space station. Make sure you're doing something space station-y, something new. Yeah, and I feel like they did do that, which was nice. Um, Garrick is definitely an interesting personality. Uh,
2: <laughs> Just his, his whole interaction with Julian, where he's like Julian's so uncomfortable that first <laughs> meeting, and you're like, he's up to something, but, but we don't know what.
0: Yeah, and that's part of it. Is like you wouldn't have the opportunity for even a, a really a suspected spy on a starship too much. Everybody's Federation, like anybody who would be a spy is just come on board (laughs) they'd have to be but this because you had the changeover they're like oh is it just somebody who stayed over to sell his wares or is he a spy and you get kind of the sense of a little bit of both he reminds me of a character from star wars rebels called hondo where he is kind of like he's not on either side per se he's just kind of trying to make a buck
2: he's on his own side
0: yeah he's on his own side Mm -hmm. yeah so he doesn't care about he wouldn't care about going with the cardassians and he wouldn't care about the bajorans per se why he does pick Bashir in this episode, I don't quite understand. Because, like, I'm with uh, Dex when she's like, well, what do you want from you? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> that is a good question. What would he want from
2: him? I think because uh, he can
1: manipulate him a bit.
0: That's the only thing I can think of oh, is yeah, that he sees 100%. him sitting by himself and he's like, oh, oh, here's somebody I can.
1: It's like he reads him from a mile away. Oh, yeah. He's like oh, I can fuck like, with you. I got you. a mark. Yeah, yeah, there's a mark. Right yeah,
0: there. a mark. That's the exact term I was looking for. Yeah. So, but he is—he's—he's he's kind of friendly. I like the terminology that he uses. Like, you really need a suit at twenty yeah, at, at twenty fifty-five
1: hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, why would I need a suit? And then,
0: <laughs> even when he talks to then he talks to Cisco and Cisco's like, yes, you do need a suit at <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a, yeah, Cisco's yeah. like, are you fucking dumb? He is a in little head. bit. Yeah, he is, he is so yeah, he's so naive. a doctor
0: and he can't figure out what's going on. I'm like, uh, okay.
1: Well, it's like he's super naive. He's out here at the far reaches of of Federation space on a this assignment, it's like the Wild West kind of thing and mm-hmm. he's like got this wide-eyed vision of like what things should be like and he's like just so naive though. It's like, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I yeah. can definitely see some of the the firefly parallels I know you were saying that fill that you think i'll like it a little bit of an ensemble cast bit i get that to a degree but i think that is the bigger thing is like it's a new resource everybody's coming through to get to it the station isn't technically owned by anyone so it is very wild westy yeah
1: and yeah. and it's and it's only going to get crazier with the wormhole and everything opening up um and we kind of see it in this episode and the next one for sure it's like okay we've got all sorts of people coming through the station now that you can get to the beta quadrant it's like whoa Okay, be- Bajor quadrant. Bajor is going to become a destination.
0: This one goes to the Gamma quadrant, right? And then in Voyager, they get flung to the Delta quadrant.
1: Oh, Gamma quadrant. Yeah, did I say okay. Beta? Sorry. Yeah. Says so
0: yeah. I, I was commenting this with Jeff as if it's a qua- If it's quadrants, there's only four: Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma.
1: Delta Gamma. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I, I saw a couple different people or heard of people talking about like the Lambda quadrant and stuff at at Star Trek, and I was like, eh, that wouldn't be a thing. But no. I get trying to use like the the terminology. It's fine,
1: I guess. But Yeah, not a thing. Yeah, you know what? You ready for the fascinating fact about this episode? Sure. It's the, it's the first episode of Star Trek to not feature or have in it the Enterprise in some form. Oh. Mm. Oh, because they're in the, uh, the pilot, yeah. Yeah, the pilot, the Enterprise D, is docked. But this is the first Star Trek show without an Enterprise. Interesting.
0: Okay. And I do like
1: that.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting how people get so hung up on the like, well, they're not exploring. It's not Star Trek because they're not exploring. They're just like stationary Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and which is the stupid argument. It's like it's just it changes, you know, every new show.
0: That Mm -hmm. might that might be a thing if the Enterprise wasn't so big. The Enterprise is taking around basically an entire I won't say civilization, but it's like a moving military base. The things like a cruise ship in space (laughs) like yeah,
1: it holds a thousand people. it's, yeah,
0: it's, it's right essentially right? a space station with engines.
2: Like <laughs> yeah, well, and with DS nine, it's just everything's coming there.
0: Yeah,
2: like you know, ships are, com- are coming and going. That's what I I think because uh, one of my biggest complaints about Star Trek is that it's not as it, in in some ways it's not Star Warsy enough, and that there's not all these weird aliens. There's not like we don't see the kind of down and dirty how these things work. We just kind of get the nice clean Federation version, and this is probably the closest we can get is. DS9. Like, there are tailors and bars and gambling and con artists and
0: you yeah. know,
2: weird shit mm-hmm. happening in space.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. Since we've talked with people and people have, not, well, I won't say ruined, spoiled it enough to know that DS9 <laughs> does well, <laughs> if they, we were watching this and it was just live on the air, that would be what's going through my head. Is like, oh, I like the new premise, but it's going it to be an extra challenge for the writers. I hope they can like stick yeah. to it.
1: Yeah, and that, and that was a major thing, and that's... A lot of people think, oh, well, they failed. That's why we end up with the Defiant uh, as part of the space station as well. It's because, oh, well, we have uh, to have a starship to do stuff, blah blah blah. Which uh, eh, eh, I don't know. You
0: could get that to a degree. I wouldn't call that a failure because the Defiant doesn't come in for a couple seasons at least, right? Don't they just have the Runabout?
2: Yeah, they said the shuttles. Yeah, you know, the Runabouts
0: that's what they referred to it as at least yeah the runabout or in this episode or next i forget which which yeah, i apologize gonna in advance i'm going to mash these two together because they're that's okay. they're fairly <laughs> similar <laughs> well you're you're
2: doing a tng cleanse and we're trying to get yeah these these two episodes are are similar they're kind of similar vibes
0: i think that's gonna happen more with this one too because similar to firefly you've got the same people with the same personalities kind of doing the same things over and over most likely Mm -hmm. so i could see some of them starting to meld together and be like yeah this happened and like whoops wrong episode last episode
1: we'll keep you on track that's fine that's fine yeah and the and it's it's a good thing in a way, though. I mean, we have such a large cast. It's like it's almost needed to keep a variety going in the stories and to be able to push arcs and stuff. Because mm-hmm. so it's like instead of just a core six or seven people. Yeah, you have that core like Bashir and Dax and O'Brien and Major Kira and Cisco. But you've also got like Nog and Rom and Quark. And, and it's like all the subsets Garrick all the way down, which which you, I think you kind of need to keep the stories, the variety up. And to to be able to push those narratives, it's like you've got to have a big cast.
0: And I'm sure more people will get added on as you go, because especially with something like this, it's not that hard to bring somebody else on and be like, they're in a room over here. Whereas like on a starship, you have very defined roles that have been kind of set out or Mm -hmm. semi-military based. You got like a main ops guy and a main engineering guy. And I mean, in this, yeah, you can bring in anybody and just be like, yeah, they're staying down there doing business for a while down by the promenade and
2: they'll
0: be in and out. Plus, it lets you know, that pop-in, pop-out thing be a little bit more natural, too. When you don't see somebody on the Enterprise, you're like, did they miss their shift? <laughs> like, yeah. They're, 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 where, where was <laughs> ro- Roland? What happened? What happened? Where'd years? they go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where did they disappear to? But on this, you'd just be like, all right, they either you know took a shuttle or a ship somewhere because stuff's coming and going, or they're on another part of the space station doing something that had nothing to pertain to this.
1: Mm-hmm. Space station-y stuff.
0: It's a little yeah. more organic, I think, yeah. to have people... Come and go. Well, and then and this is
2: I mean, obviously we have the the first episode, but in, in this one we do dive a little bit deeper into Kira's past and kind of the upper jorans and where they were, you know, under the Cardassians, and then kind of how some of them are having a hard time transitioning. And some of them even see the Federation as just another Cardassian, like Cardassia light. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Yeah, which which makes sense. I mean when he had, gives that whole speech of like, Oh, I just want them all gone, I was like, he's kind of do not doing the right thing, I should say, but he's doing what he. Would do to try and accomplish that goal. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The only thing that's going to make them all go away. Is that resource they're all trying to get. Although yeah, technically cause... Starfleet was there. Before the resource showed up. So they'd yeah. probably still be there.
1: Yeah and and the mission. Was slash is mostly. Peace keep, peacekeeping. And helping to rebuild Bajor. Yeah. After the occupation. But I mean, Bajor being so close to Cardassian space. It's pretty vital. To keep that part of space secure and keep the Cardassians just from running back in and and reconquering bajor mm-hmm. right
2: yeah well because because they're not officially in the federation but they're like yeah they're applying for associate apply, membership, yeah you know? so they would get the protection of it yeah But
1: um and they know they can't do it themselves or yeah because they don't have any resources or military or any like yeah and the, and the provisional government on bajor is relatively unstable at this point yeah so they need, they need Starfleet basically. They do as much as they hate to say it.
0: Well, yeah, that's why Kira is like, she's. It's funny. I get why she's like, oh, am I just deluding myself or whatever? But I was like, no, you got it. Yeah. You still need this now.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. It. It's. I think
2: because it's it's hard to go from you know one extreme to to the other. You have to kind of step down or taper how much reliance you have on someone else's as as hard as it is
0: well and it is his argument is basically nobody's gonna let them just be them yeah unless and they leave just them it. alone and right so it doesn't matter if it's starfleet or cardassians they're two sides of the same coin which totally makes sense yeah pretty um, much but yeah you kind of just have to go the lesser of two evils each time until you can get to <laughs> something you an evil you can shirk off i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> just like
1: fuck it. okay i guess so this is what we're doing
2: I like that whole interaction Kira has with Odo because basically this guy gives Kira like either, you know, help us or, you know, you're a traitor. And then she feels like she is a traitor. If she does side with the Federation, even if she does want to keep the peace and not, you know, harm a Bejor. but that whole interaction she has with Odo in his office where she's like struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And then Odo's like, well, you know, are you being a traitor to yourself or to some external person? Like, in, and yeah. in,
0: Oh, no, he it's plays therapist, great... for sure. He just parrots her the whole time. Like, anything she says, he's, he just repeats, like, the last word back, and I'm like, yeah. that's some cheap therapy, man. <laughs> like, that's a cheap therapist trick.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, it, it worked, because yeah. I like the whole, Commander Cisco. someone's down here to talk to you. I mean, he's to talk to you. Yeah. yeah, and and it kind of shows off to, right at the beginning of the show, his relationship with, uh, Odo's relationship with Kira, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. how much... She kind of, I don't know if depends on him is the right word, but how much she trusts him and his counsel.
0: Yeah, this yeah. is the one where he talks about pretense, right? Where he talks about how he doesn't have pretense because he's very blunt and she's like, oh, I think yes. that's why we get along. Yes. Yeah. Because there's no pretense. No
2: pretense. Yeah. i I actually related to that very well. I was
1: like, yes, I like oh, that. Yeah. Just tell me <laughs> what you want. Just tell me, please.
0: All three of us are kind of direct people. We learned that in Vegas. We're like, what do you guys want to do? Well, I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm over here. All right, we'll do this first, that, and then that. All right, cool.
1: Okay, cool. Like,
0: yeah. I can live with that. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. No pretense.
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: well.
2: Yeah, and then I think we also get some good kind of um, dynamics between Cisco and Kira as well, because he's trying to, I mean, technically he's in charge, but then she's trying to be the voice for Bajor.
0: Oh yeah, that that conversation <laughs> they have where he comes out and then she says this stuff oh, and then he's like, and next time you talk to her, you better like yeah. yeah you do, it, you do head. a head
1: run around me. I'm gonna have your head on a platter or whatever. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. he is like, oh, it. she's like, oh, I need this, this. Like, all right, it's done. Do that. All right, cool. Okay, this, this, yep. And then okay, and next time you go around me, you're a dead, woman. <laughs> she's yeah. just like, uh! ah.
2: Yeah. Whoops, <laughs> fucked up. And that's what I appreciate about Cisco is, I mean, because we're we're trying to get his personality as well is like he even when he's not deciding yet if he wants to give asylum to the to the extremist and then like he's Kira's pissed at him but then he kind of talks to you know federation so then the cardassians are pissed at him but like he plays it pretty close to the chest until he until he's like don't fuck with me um so i i like cisco so far he's i I, he's a different personality
0: i can definitely i definitely get why a decent number of people would have him as their captain quote-unquote although that yeah. does beg the question he's not a freaking captain is he he's a exactly. commander
1: he gets promoted later
0: I, see, I was like is that why they have to bring the defiant in because they need a ship for him to be the captain of uh
1: not exactly yeah.
2: well but that's the same i i remember when when this show started and he was a commander and people were like oh who's your favorite captain and they would go well it can't be cisco you can't be he's cisco. Captain. <laughs> like
1: fuck off man Fucking like he's idiots. the lead he's in tr- he's he's a captain yeah, he's okay. the commanding officer. It's regardless yeah. of what his rank is. It's like, yeah, eh. but yes, but down uh, a couple seasons, he does get
2: the the rank of. Captain. Yeah, I made no, a he'll...
0: general assumption, but that was going to be my question of like, if they just left him like this, I was totally going to be one of those assholes. It's like he can't have him. He's not captain.
1: <laughs> oh, <it's>, uh, you're <laughs> one of God, those guys. Dammit. I knew um, it. Oh, yeah, track, but his course. promotion was <laughs> <to really,
0: laughs> his <laughs> promotion
1: wasn't really dependent on him being in command of a ship, though. So. Yeah, because you can be a captain and not be in
2: charge of a ship, like Captain Spock or Captain, you know, Scotty. Yeah, they're they have captain the rank Scott. of captain, but they're not in charge oh. of a ship. Yeah, I think people will just get stuck on that if you're a captain, because that's t- typically what you would do is you would be a captain of a ship.
1: Oh, and speaking of Spock, did you recognize um, who um, Admiral Roland was? Uh, no. Uh, Susan Bay, Leonard Nimoy's wife. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yep.
2: Good to know. Never
0: would have guessed in a million years. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: but overall, I enjoyed the second episode. I, I think sometimes with some of the other series, they kind of go like balls out for the pilot. And then sometimes it kind of drops a bit for the other, you know, for the first season. And this is, I, I enjoyed this one. I thought it was a good, solid episode again, because because Bajor plays such a huge part in ds9 and why they're there and i mean this is a storyline that's that comes up almost all the time
0: yeah i i did like it i don't think it was as strong as the pilot which is odd to say about a show because usually we're like yeah the pilot is what it is and then beyond that it usually improves but Mm -hmm. i think so
2: far this is probably a pretty strong pilot if you compare it to tos tng the animated series it's
1: probably the best one
0: Oh, definitely, well, yeah. yeah.
1: They're not reinventing the wheel. I think that's... It took yeah. TNG that first full season to kind of get its footing and figure out where it was going. But yeah. it's like now they've got an established universe and things going on and they were able to just pretty much just jump right in. Right, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and they have all the sets and stuff and like... Oh, they have a system down.
0: Wait, because they yeah. essentially had a soft pilot in TNG, didn't they? When they go and visit, they kind of... Uh, kind of. It was like... Well, well yeah, like... No, that's handover, out of order, but... Oh, that's
2: out of order. Yeah, sorry. Because there is that episode later where I think it's the one where Data starts to dream. And I think Julian's in that a little bit. And then Worf goes off to find his father.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: That starts on DS9, but that's I don't think that's
1: mentioned in DS9, is it? That's that's later. No, not mentioned in DS9, but just in TNG. Yeah, just kind of lightly introduces that there is DS9. And these are a couple of the characters on it, like Quark and stuff. Mm. Um, Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, was that before the pilot or after?
1: I it, thought it was after. I, was, I thought it was right before.
0: I do not remember. Oh. I don't know. I'm sure there's I a...
1: I don't recall in the timeline. I have to look. Yeah. I'm sure some nerd will correct us. But, yeah. Uh, needless to say, there's some light crossover here and there. Yeah. Please, please do, nerds. Correct
2: us. Like correct we us. Why not? Well, we even... There's an even later episode where they have to call DS9 and Riker talks to Quark and he's like, I can help you if I get, get rid of your bar tab.
0: I do remember that, yeah. It seemed like they had pretty to- close ties, so I kind of assumed that the re- references would cross-reference, but... Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, and you get some callbacks to 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 the Enterprise just because of, of O'Brien, because of Miles. Yeah. You know, especially in the next episode.
0: Because I was going to be... Uh, part of my brain was like, wait, did he just disappear off TNG? I'm like, oh, that's right, but they did. I think between whatever season, they just kind of stopped, and then they used the pilot to explain why he was there and everything. Have the goodbye the yeah. card and... He, you know,
2: yeah, he he did disappear off of TNG. So if you did not watch DS nine, he's just gone. Basically, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> just goes boop and done.
2: Yeah, Boosh, yeah he's just gone. Um, so what? Uh, ultimately, they this guy was going to blow up the wormhole, and they capture him. They give him up to the Bajorans to be put on trial, and. Um, but I think this also gives Kira a bit of, like, um, more trust with Cisco, and kind of maybe change some of her, of like, you know, let go of being a- angry and a freedom fighter and kind of move towards what's growth and, you know, making a better life, I guess.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, you've basically got a, a melting pot of people here now, whereas before it was Cardassians and Bajorans pretty much, and then you yeah. had some Ferengi and you had those people, but... Now, they're all kind of looking at it and going, oh, I guess the, the Federation isn't as black and white as we thought, and, and this doesn't quite work the way we thought, and yeah. everybody has to start realigning their, their values again, because well, some people, when proven wrong, actually change their mind. Who knew?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with, I mean, because between TNG and DS9, we don't have the best view of Cardassians. We we just don't. Um really the only one we kind of see is garrick and even he's a little iffy. you're like he's up to something he's not evil but he's up he's but so you're shady (laughs) yeah there's some shady shit going on yep so um all right uh david what's your oh do you have to recalibrate your your davo meter
0: i am definitely gonna have to recalibrate at least a bit i mean tng so at least for the pilot i didn't do one because i said i was gonna let kind of let it see
1: let it breathe
0: so <laughs> there's still going to be some tng influence sure. in the naval meter here um and i feel like i am gonna have to score this one a little lower just because the other one did have the really good pilot but like we said it was kind of a cheater pilot almost in a way um <laughs> it didn't have, face the same challenges as other ones so i'm yeah. gonna rate this one at a six it was okay it was a basic okay. background story it didn't feel like the writing was super creative but it was interesting um I think a lot like Firefly, or at least the early episodes of Firefly, it's a lot less creative writing and more creative characters. And they did uh-huh. they did do a good job with that one. I saw the good creative characters in that, and I'm like, okay, we're going to start seeing some of these people shine through at exactly how they operate and so on and so forth is going to be real nice. So I'm going to go with like a six. I think I'm going to start there. Okay, that's pretty fair. Well,
2: yeah, I think that's fair, because especially the first – You know several episodes if not the first season You have to kind of learn the baseline For these characters like this is where we're starting And give some history and then From there it's always okay what's the growth from there Yeah so I don't think like You're not going to see any huge things in the first Season of like character shifts It's just we're just trying to get like a baseline Just a
1: lot of hatred from Kira That's yeah (laughs) that's pretty much What she's angry
0: it didn't Uh, come through At all
1: I know right (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Um
2: Phil your take on this one well because you haven't watched ds9 since before we started
1: doing the podcast because we, we kind of yeah. stopped your rewatch. Yeah, yeah yeah i stopped rewatching everything so it's been a while since i've seen especially the early seasons of ds9 mm. um but yeah when i see the story it's like a, i get as as watching it i get reminded of like oh yeah she really did hate kind of the federation and and i don't not despised maybe um what's a better word
0: resented
1: resented, resented yeah. C- yeah resented cisco and Starfleet for being there, uh, but because I, I mean, look at how fast she went running to mommy when she had a problem with what Cisco was doing or how he was handling it, mm. and she did that end run to the admiral. It's like, oh yeah, hold up. So <laughs> I love the admiral's response though. It was like, Ben, you need to take care of that woman. <laughs> yeah, like, You're woman. She's like, I'm you like, have what? a problem.
0: You better deal with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to deal with this crap. Um, but no, and. And, and I don't, I mean, it's like we're two episodes in and, mm. but it, it's still, it, I mean, it feels like they have a pretty firm grasp on where they're going and how they're going to get there kind of thing. And it's, it's nice to not have to basically waste a season on them trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Right. Yeah. They're not having to rewrite their wheel. They're not having to reinvent the wheel again. They're not having to go back and try and do something new it's like no this is the formula this is kind of how you do it yeah you're in a different location but it's like hey these are these are the things that are going on so yeah it's really good and i mean we get some nice some nice peaks because we get like lursa coming back um even in the scenes like um in garrick's shop we get some nice um like easter eggs there some of the clothing that's hanging up in his in his shop are uh costumes or outfits from old from other episodes oh really so, yeah there's like clothes from um the guy in um the tng episode haven which was the one where like deanna had the arranged marriage with the mm. other guy yeah. like his outfit is hanging in there um They're one like of the rice and outfits costumes. yeah one of the rice outfits is in there from captain's holiday um, Kamala's like a Star dress. Trek,
0: learning how to use their costumes again instead of just being like <laughs> yeah. it's a whole planet of people from the the Mafia days.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like we're reusing these, but they're nice little they're nice little. Um, I mean, even though they're just reusing props for whatever to take up space, but yeah, it's yeah. still fun to see little things like that, and we'll see that throughout the series. We'll see little touches, and it's always good to see the most important man in Starfleet. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's right. So. Um cool
2: yeah i i enjoyed this one um and again just because it's it's new star trek for me um mm-hmm. i was watching it and i was like i i was getting a flicker of that feeling of like oh brand new star trek like what stories right. are we going to learn like who am i going to figure out what characters am i going to like and i i haven't felt that in a while just because you know we're so many seasons into lower decks and disco and i'm kind of settled on those characters and shows but it's a uh, pretty weird I, huh i like watching new star trek right good stuff and i and and um this is my favorite opening i think of all the shows
0: oh really
1: yeah like, like the opening sequence
2: yeah the opening music and the like admiring the pylons and the whole like sexy staring of <laughs> the ship it's just mm-hmm. the music is great and it just it just makes me happy i this is one i do not skip oh
0: i'll skip them all eventually but
2: yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair
0: after after it's like the 50th time i'm like i get it i get it Skip Ship it. <laughs> all right
1: cool uh you're pylons like, like yeah we cruise around the station there oh there goes a runabout into the wormhole okay good
2: <laughs>
1: yeah no, that's fair
2: all right well yeah i'm i'm looking forward to uh season one and and beyond i think it's gonna be a good a good ride yeah cool. it will be awesome uh david why don't you do our thing
0: all right, yeah. Check us or find out what's your nerd trick at nerdthenerdtrek.com, where we got links to our social media sites. You can see all of the nerds involved in all of our podcasts now. Uh, you can buy some of our shit at Cafe Press or Bonfire. That's on the site as well. And whenever you are done getting your asshole reamed for making an end run around your boss, you can give us a five star rating and review, and we will read that out over the air.
2: Fantastic. Um, yeah, stick with us. We got a lot more Star Trek to come. Uh, we do appreciate all of you listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See
1: ya.